I'm just gonna I'm gonna stretch while we cast. If you guys don't mind. Oh. Uh, I don't Stretching's care. important. Yeah, major key. Everybody ready? All right, welcome ready, back. Mate. Sorry. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Start. The. Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another The Home episode. Uh, down in the bottom square, uh, today is Cobb. Cobb, what's up, man? What's up, boy, you broke bitches? <laughs> That's all I got. What's up, boy? <laughs> uh, up there in the top square, Matt, Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Good to see you guys. Uh, first of all, to the listeners and everybody, I apologize for last week. We had some time off in the men's room, and I went to visit some friends and kind of kind of got stuck a little bit, if you will. <laughs> yeah, dude, I got your text. You said you were stuck in Stanwood. So you, all I know, the only details I know is that you went up to uh, Stanwood, like near Terrence, uh, on uh, on Sunday, and that's the last I heard of you. And then on Tuesday, you're just like, I'm stuck. What happened? Uh, well, it's one of those things. The NFL's kind of. So we went up there, watched the Seahawks game, and then Monday, because uh, Jesse and Jamie don't have TV yet, so. On Monday, I was like, well, Monday Night Football is going to be on. we got to go back over to Brad and Taryn's and watch that. So then we watched that, and it was like, wait a minute. There's another game on Tuesday. And then it was like, they're like, what do you have to do? And I was like, well, I have the podcast. And I was like, let me send a text. And you guys were like, yeah, no biggie. And I was like, all right, cool. And then there, there might have been, uh, you know, other – I was like, all right, let's go for it. <laughs> oh, nice, man. All right. Thanks. So you were up there for three days. Yeah, got back. Got back Wednesday night. <laughs> Dude, it was like super windy there, and our power had gone out. And when you said stuck in Stanwood, I assumed that like a tree fell and was blocking the road because you know I'm out here a little bit more in the sticks too. So I thought like literally stuck. Not like yeah, our friends vortexed me. Like, <laughs> well, right. So here's the other thing that was crazy about that. That windstorm was so wild, but it didn't really affect up there. Oh, really? Yeah, like nobody lost power or anything. And then uh, what else was I going to say? And then like, so this is where I was going to get into city versus country. So Jesse and Jamie have like, I want to say an acre and a half. And for whatever reason, I started doing perimeter walks. (laughs) And so for people who don't know, there's a couple of our friends that moved from a boat to an acre and a half. Like a tiny boat with a family of what three? Yeah, and a dog. Uh, family of three. That was a that was a sore subject. Somebody, uh, man, I don't know how to say this on the podcast. So somebody was older and uh, was a little sick and had to be put down. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Well, let's hope it wasn't the baby. So, what are these perimeter walks? <laughs> I don't know what got into me. It was just like, look at all this land. So I'd start having beers and then. During the day, I would just get up and walk the perimeter of the property, <laughs> check things out. Like everything seems all right out here, you know. Saw some bunny rabbits. <laughs> like, like I don't. It just got into your boy. T. Smith, keep it in check, dude. The country's nice, man. I definitely see the appeal. 
I definitely see the appeal. Are you starting to swing over from, I mean, you're, you're like lifelong city slicker. You live in the heart of it, a block from the chop and Chaz. Right. So that's kind of the thing I wanted to bring up today is like, it is great. Well, number one, they just moved in. They don't have a ton of furniture, which, you know, and then number two is I didn't realize how much I watch sports and like sports related shows. Like, <laughs> I just kind of want to lay on a couch and kind of chill out and watch some sports. Uh, <laughs> So here's the deal. I like the country and I, you know, I adapt well, but it just, for me, it's just, it's just odd. Like you can't just walk to the corner store. Like you gotta, you gotta drive everywhere. Yeah. Honestly, I've been noticing that even, even here I'm on uh, on vacation down in um, Palm Springs with my girlfriend's family. And yeah, I don't have a car. They have all the cars. So like, if I want to, you know, I go to the grocery store on Capitol Hill probably two, three times a day. I mean, that's my escape from the ha- from the four walls of my tiny apartment. So, yeah, I know what you mean, man. Like, I have to get in the car and to go anywhere. And that's a weird – like, what, what's the opposite of freedom? Yeah, right, which is also awkward because everybody lives out there. It's like, look how much freedom we have. We can do this and that. I'm like, yeah, but we got we to gotta get in the car just to go get, like, another 12-er. <laughs> yeah, that Slurpee is 26 minutes away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse Damn. me. I will say, you know, I did hit a pumpkin patch though, and you know, got a pumpkin. Well, got a pumpkin for their house, and then uh, got some giant corn to feed to the goats, which I don't really generally like the goats. Of course, the goats didn't eat the, the giant corn. I got them, or giant carrot. That's sounds what like. Was. Sounds like they don't like you either. No, and like we stopped over there one day, right? Is uh, I was like, Jake, we got to run an errand. I got to get this or that. So I was like, all right. So then we stop by Brad and Taryn's and then like the goats are out. So it, she's the only car in their driveway. And where do those goats stand? Right in front of the car. And it's like, what is with you goats? Huh? Yeah, dude. So, all right, here's my question for you. City Slicker Smith of three decades, four decades. Could you ever see yourself living the country lifestyle, changing it up? So I can but that's always kind of the thing. Like once I leave the city, like it's a wrap. You're not coming back. He ain't coming back. <laughs> and it's funny too, is like Taryn commutes all the time. It's not that far away. I guess it's the other odd thing too. It's like you get up there, right? And like when you're on I-5, it's fine. But then it's like, it's 15 minutes from the highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I get I get plus and minuses, right? It's like, it is great to have space. And especially if you have a family and stuff, like it's great to have the extra room and you can like work on projects, but I don't know. I'm not there yet. I got to start pruning bushes and stuff up there. Yeah, that's a, I, I'm with you. Like owning land seems cool. The maintenance part seems tough. I'm pro hardscaping. Where are you at, Matt? Do you ever be a country dog? Man, uh, you know, I could, I could see it at some point. Uh, the uh you know the pace of 2020 has been has been nice but not having that like you know frantic city schedule anymore like just with there being no shows you know i feel like i'm living more of a country life these you know this year than recently but it's kind of it's it's a lot like anything else in life right like there's two things and they both have their pros and cons and you know, yeah, your perspective kind of shifts around on it. There, there's stuff I love about both. And yeah, there's pains in the ass about both. Um, 
and you just kind of adapt to, you know, the the cons on either one when you're in it. And so, um, yeah, I I definitely, you know, could see myself living a full blown, nice, slow paced country life, especially with like doing all this stuff online now where I don't have a physical job to go to. You know, I'm just like training and nutrition coaching online just on zoom like this but with squats uh so i could do that anywhere you know and and the uh, so the appeal of the country you know if i'm just gonna be like doing something like that has definitely crept into my mind more and more and especially after that trip to arco idaho uh last month yeah i mean the other thing i would bring up too is like it's like am i so city trained because of convenience you know, because I'm just like, I don't know, like, you know, it's like, well, we got all the time in the world. It's like, yep, yep, we have all the time. But also, I think part of it, too, is like, I tend to be kind of a social beast. Yes. <laughs> like, after a while, I found myself getting antsy. Like, they have a basketball hoop. They don't have a basketball yet. So, Frances, who's two, I took, like, her one little ball and sat outside and played around the world by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, they're like country, country. You know, Ted, maybe maybe you end up as more of a suburban, you know, half step, half measure to ease into it. But you're right, the convenience of the city is huge. I mean, being able to just cruise over to Bill's or uh, the, what's that place called? The Deluxe and just grab a burg. I mean, RIP Bill's, I'm with you, but, you know, that's, there's something, you can't put a price on that, in my opinion. Yeah, I was wondering that too, Ted. Could you see yourself settling in the burbs or would you just go full blow right past them into the countryside? Yeah, I mean, I think that depends on what happens in the next, you know, 20 years. Like, is there a wife involved? Is there a child involved? (laughs) (laughs) God, uh, just the way you say that, I can hear the tension and I can only imagine when there's a woman in the room and you're asking that question. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, look, full disclosure, I'm not going to lie. That was a lot of toddler time for a guy like Ted Smith. And at a certain point, like, it's not my kid, but I want to be like, dude, do you want the cheese or not? Because we're asking for the cheese. Then we don't eat the cheese. Then we're asking for cheese. Like, do we want the cheese or not? Because I'm a little hungover and I'm getting a little frustrated. <laughs> you look to me like you need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've also realized toddlers really get tired, but it's a fake out. They're not tired. Oh, they're going to take a nap? Bullshit. <laughs> that little mf is going to be up for another hour now. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that, that seems tough. Honestly, I, I go back and forth on it, man. I mean, it, the one thing I will say that would be hilarious is if I look at your face right now since we're on Zoom with a little beard and mustache and I think about a little tiny person with that exact same, like, shaved head beard i would love that like like if it looked exactly like you <laughs> well, like three years old <laughs> here's the other crazy thing right francis has been fired up all week oh ted's coming up ted's coming up but then in person it's just a lot of staring contests like not a ton of interaction we're not dapping it up and then <sighs> you know with barrett i'm uncle ted with others people's you know i am an uncle francis started calling me grandpa ted <laughs> wow, that hurt. Grandpa Ted. Wow. That's, that's a Rubicon that you don't want to cross, man. I mean, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> right? But I was like, that's eh, a little kid. It's not a big deal. Like, I was like, damn, 
Damn, Grandpa, so I still got a couple months before 40. Wow. Dude, it still hurts, man. I mean, yeah. God. That might stick, too. Dude, that is, I know, that's yeah, the that is wild that your 40th birthday is coming up. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to stick. That's my worry. <laughs> oh, Grandpa Ted, at it again, drinking beers out by the fire. <laughs> I mean, in her defense, all she knows is this guy likes to drink beers and then walk the, per- the perimeter. Like, <laughs> they're kind of granddad moves I was pulling. Oh, uh, dude. Uh, That's yeah, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that 40th in December, I mean, you know, it's like everything else this year. We're just going to have to pause it. You know, I'll still have a few people over, but it can't be the, the banger we had all hoped for. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I know I'm, I'm honestly on the fence about going just because it's a confined space. I think it's, dude, yeah, that's a, that's a weird 40th. Just in general, I mean, for you, you know what I mean? Just like, okay. And plus, with it being near Christmas and like, yeah, it just seems like it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a long winter for people. I do think the holidays this year, though, are going to be extra special just because, you know, I mean, yeah, it's pared down. It's like, who do you really care about? There's not a lot on the schedule, so you're not running around. You got to get to this party and this party and this party. It's like, hey, we're here. I love you. Let's ride, you know, just cool. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is people got to be prepared, you know? Like, it's not going to be the same, you know? It's going to be going to be a little tough in certain times or whatever, but, you know, as long, like I've said this before, as long as you don't, for me, as long as I don't go into something that, that you know, like, how should I explain this? Like, what? Low not, expectations. Right. I'm not going to hold out hope that all of a sudden, in early December, Governor Inslee is just going to be like, you know what? Everything's back open. We're good <laughs> to go. Like, go party your ass off. Read my lips. YOLO. <laughs> right. So I try to tell people, like, you can't be as disappointed if you haven't built up, you know, because I felt like all summer with it was concerts or this or that, people were like, I can't believe this got canceled. It's like, well, let's look at the trends, see what's happening. Yeah. Dude, that makes sense to me, actually. Since you follow weather trends and stuff, it actually seems like something you'd be into to follow kind of the, you know, the trend of the virus and the movement of it around the country. I see that for you. I like that journey for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a person that I know that, like, never wanted to wear a mask, caught COVID, and then I ran into them the other day, and they are just like, ah, I'm just ready for this to be over. And I was like, first of all, put on your goddamn mask when you're talking to me and back up. Second of all, like, yeah, you can't be frustrated. You, What do you mean go back to the bars? You didn't follow the rules when they were in place, and you caught it. You lost. Right? Here's my only question. I'm not going to ask you to call anybody out, but East Coast or West Coast? Uh, West Coast, not in our, not not a friend. I don't need to know anymore. Right. Curious. Nobody that would be in my home. I want Chris wearing a mask out there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to take a quick. 30 second break and we'll be back. Now in theory, we don't have to wait 30 seconds. No, we're going. All right. This All right. is it. All right. So, you know what? As long as we're talking about grandpa Ted, I got to be honest. So my phone, it's been a while. I needed to get a new phone, but like anything else, I put it off, put it off. 
So finally, yesterday, Monday, I wake up. My phone, if you, you know, open the screen and like tap your text messages, it restarts. If you open any app, it restarts. Like, so this was just going on all day. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Which also like not having a phone to use in your home. Like last night, I was like, this is a little eerie. What if I actually had to call somebody for something? Like, I don't know that it would work. So, yeah. It, you know, dude, that's, that's a lifeline of the whole outside world at this point. And, yeah. I mean, I have a landline, but it's just to buzz people in. Like, I'm just going to open it up and yell. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I go to the Horizon store today. You know, yet you, you have to make an appointment. And the girl, you know, you know, younger girl, probably in her early 20s. Well, you know, we could switch out the SIM card and this and that. I'm like, ah, I think I just need a new phone. So we get the new phone, and then I just go straight into old guy mode. I'm just like, can you change my contacts? We can just go here, here, and there. It's like, I could. I'm just saying, could you do it? She's like, yeah, I'll set it up. So now it's an extra 10, 15 minutes. She's like, yeah, I'll set this up. I'll set that up. Like, all right, good to go. Walk out the store, punch in my code, right? Like, five, 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 five. Why isn't this working? I walk back into the store and I go, hey, my code isn't working. She goes, did you hit the OK button? Thanks again. I'll see you later. Oh, God. Grandpa Ted, come on, man. Come on. It was so bad, dude. (laughs) That's a humbling week for you. That is a humbling week for you, my friend. God. I know. I was just like, yep. Yep. Okay. I was like, well, I want to be like, well, my old phone, I didn't have to hit okay. I just punched in the four digits. <laughs> God, 39 <laughs> is, is coming in hot. <laughs> and then all day I've been messing with this phone. I'm like, well, nothing's where it used to be. I was used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. You can yeah. see, you can see, like, all right. So, yeah, you can see the beginnings of how you get there. You know what I mean? Where you're like, well, like, I just bought my touchtone phone back, you know? Yeah. God, it was shocking that's tough, me. man. It Sorry. feels shitty older. What's that? Oh, I just said it feels kind of shitty getting older sometimes. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that definitely sucks. You know? For me, it's yeah. when people call me sir. Like, when someone who looks like my age, they call me sir, I'm just like, oh, what? No. I prefer dude or man. Right. Bro, even I'll take. <laughs> How do you feel about in the service industry? Because like sometimes I still call people younger than me, sir. Like if I'm like taking an Uber, like thanks for the rides. And I'm just like, why am I calling that guy, sir? I honestly, I have yet to meet someone who likes being called, sir. Yeah. I mean, unless they're in an authoritative position. Sure, yeah. If it's like a judge or something, of course I'm going with sir. A police officer, same thing. But like, just in my, my everyday life, I don't know. Sir feels a little, not just formal, but dated, I would say. It is. I mean, like nowadays, parents let little kids call them by like their first names or, you know, Mr. Matt or something. Like when I, like, like Bernie that I grew up with, like his mom, I would never dare use her first name. Like she's, she's always going to be Mrs. Franzo or Mrs. G. Dude, yeah, hell no. I remember one time, man, this actually, so my parents are pretty chill, very relaxed people. 
you know, a little bit of like a hippie vibe to them, which should surprise nobody. And uh, we had this babysitter. I, oh man, I can't say her name, but great name. Um, and uh, yeah, she called my mom, Denise, which is her first name. And dude, we did not hear the end of it for three weeks. She like chewed this girl out. And this was like a 14 year old girl in our neighborhood instead of just Mrs. Cobb. And it was just like, oh, wow, okay. And like, for some reason, my parents like oddly formal about just that one thing. And I never understood why. Yeah, I think it's just an old school thing. Or like uh, one of my best coaches growing up was a guy named Pat Prada, right? Now I went to eighth grade twice. So by the third year, I'm playing on his team. Like my brother is helping him as an assistant coach. So like I'm hanging out with Prada outside of just playing for him, right? And his sister is one of Bernie's sisters. So, like, I know the family, this and that, but, like, my third year playing for him, he was like, hey, remember on the field, you know, it's Coach or Mr. Prada. And I remember screwing that up a couple times and being like, Pat, what are we doing or something? It's like, take a lap. Like, go hit the poles. Like, never. <laughs> not on the field. Yep, yep. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> 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 man. Yeah, people are funny about that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's changing, but you're right. Every time you, somebody gets called sir, like all of a sudden you're just like, all right, I guess I'm getting old. Yeah. yeah it never feels good to me. I don't know. We are getting old, boys. This is what it is. <laughs> the other thing I would add, and again, getting older is not that bad, but the other thing that sucks sometimes is just like, you know, sometimes that weekend ends and it's like, man, we just can't party like we used to. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, dude, seriously. A couple of nights ago, I had one drink, and I felt like the next morning. One. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I'm sorry for swearing. It's fine. You're going to have to get loose on one drink. Uh, <laughs> all right. The only other thing I wanted to bring up real quick is, I will say, I spent a lot of time watching the Muppets. I don't know if you've seen the new versions of the Muppets, but they are fire. What do you mean? Wait, there's new. It's not like the. Uh, it's not animal and uh, but like Kermit and stuff anymore. So like they're all still there, but there's new guys. One of the best characters is Joe from Legal. Joe from Legal. Joe from the Muppets have a legal team. Yes, Joe the Weasel from Legal. Wow. I call him Joe from Legal, and I mean it is, it is like spot on with our Joe. Man, no. he's a weasel, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> He has one thing. So everybody, you might have heard me talking about it on the men's room. If you're listening to this podcast, just Google Joe from Legal Groundhog. It's like 45 seconds. But at the end of it, he's like, technically, I'm a weasel and an attorney. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. At a certain point, like now, Francis has gone to bed. We're just watching the Muppets. And I'm like, is this for children? And I get it. They teach you something. If, if you see the Swedish chef, they're going to have a real chef there and teach you how to make food. But I'm like, I get it's for children. But I'm like, Joe from Legal seems like that's just for adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I like stuff that, you know, I feel like I've always felt like the best children's stuff works on multiple levels. You know what I mean? Like Toy Story is a good example of that. I mean... There's some good, solid – was Tim Allen in Toy Story? Yeah. Yeah. Tim Allen jokes in there. And, like, you know, even even Lion King has a little bit of, like, high-low stuff. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I like things that have levels to them. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, that's I was comparing it to Shrek because Shrek has a ton of like innuendo in it and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, bunch of stuff in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I've rewatched a few movies recently, and uh, the first two Mighty Ducks hold up pretty good. The second one's cornier, but I don't know that I, I wasn't like I was missing stuff. But I also watched Caddyshack this weekend, and that was hilarious to me when I didn't grasp everything about that movie. Um, like the first time I saw it, a lot of stuff was going over my head and rewatching it. It was it's obviously a classic and still hilarious, but I just yeah, I appreciate it even more. And it's like, oh, man, some of these jokes I didn't even get when I first saw this. And now I do. And um, yeah, it just had just had a lot of la- layers comedically, um, some of which would not be able to come out in 2020. Like the movie was a little wilder than I remember. <laughs> Oh, that's a raunchy comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a raunchy comedy, and that's one of those ones that's like uh, that's like Jaws. Like, they were all, I'm pretty sure they were all convinced it was going to, like, end their careers, and it wasn't going to be good, and it, it's like, I mean, it's a classic. Yeah, I've heard they were all real coked out, or a good portion of them. <laughs> yeah. Caddyshack? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, it, it was... Yeah, it it was awesome, but it was, you know, I've heard the line and sometimes, you know, with all the like cancel culture and stuff, you hear like it was a different time. And it was like that went through my head a few times when I was watching that one. Like, sure was. (laughs) Well, that's like the old joke. Like, what's the greatest sports movie of all time? Caddyshack. What's the worst sports movie of all time? Caddyshack 2. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, that wasn't there like a senator this week or something? Was it um, what's that guy like something Graham, Lindsey Graham? That was like he was talking about slavery and he said like something, something like the good old days or whatever. Like shocking. Whoa. I want to get this right. Do you get did you guys hear about this? I he think was, it was Lindsey Graham. Yeah, I think he was talking about uh, segregation. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. And he said like the good old days in segregation or something like that. And like, there was, I don't know if there was a gasp in the room or not, but certainly the internet gasp is just like, Jesus, dude, like it's 2020. Come on. Whoa. That's not a good look for anybody. No, dude. No, God, seriously. <laughs> uh, trust me though. Check out the new, uh, the new Muppets. I guarantee you people will like them. So <laughs> <laughs> as we get, Dad, I, dude, when you start watching them at your house, that's when I'll be a believer. Oh, I watched one Saturday night with Dolan's and another. <laughs> dude, I was like, "Hang on, man, we got to we got to put on the Muppets," and I had to order it. It actually cost like three dollars. I was like, "We got to see this episode." <laughs> uh, dude, I love that. You're gonna be meeting up with this baby Francis who's three and be like, "Hey, yo, did you catch last Friday?" Yeah, man. Wow, I don't know what happened to the count. Right. Well, they also suck. How's the count going to get out of this one? <laughs> they sucked me in too. They were like, You like Tay Diggs? I was like, Tay Diggs is the man. They're like, There's an episode with Tay Diggs. I was like, I'll oh, put it on. That and, and Miss Piggy, like, I'm trying to explain this. Miss Piggy has a. Don't say she's hot. Well, <laughs> she has. I'm not going there. I'm just, I was telling somebody, I said, 
Miss Piggy has such kind of an energy and she's blonde. So I would never say anybody looks like Miss Piggy, but I was like, <laughs> I feel like I know somebody that has that kind of like, ah, energy. Kermit, like, Kermit. <laughs> dude, God, I, dude, thank God that's the direction you went. I thought you were about to say that a Muppet, like a, 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 a stuffed animal controlled by strings or wires was hot and i was like dude you have been in quarantine too long man <laughs> like we get, covid is worth it at this point like we're breaking you out come down to palm springs <laughs> no. dude, when those muppets start looking good ted this winter call me okay that's that's too far the thing is when you get deep into the muppets you can't help but like like joe from legal's easy we have joe the lawyer but you start picking out which muppet is who yeah, dude, totally. Because it's like um, archetypes, you know, archetypes. I don't know how to say that word, but and you see these things exist throughout uh, humanity. Everyone can relate to them. You know what I mean? And, and because of that, these kid children's stories, quote unquote, are filled with metaphor. You know, I mean, you see something like um, the Lion King, you know, and we, you know, a character who's like Mufasa, you know, it could be um, your father, a friend's father, a political leader, you know, and you probably know someone who's like Scar. You've seen them on TV, you know, and you know, shadows fall over Pride Rock, man. And then, of course, you know, the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell. So, yeah, that's what's cool is when they really, when a show is really well done, I think they nail the archetypal characters. The Simpsons is another great example. You know, comic book guy. Everyone knows a comic book guy. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, dude. When those shows are done, well done, you will see people you know in them. And, you know, yeah, I, I'm totally on board. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, by the time we got to, like, Tuesday and Wednesday, it was a cross between Muppets and me trying to explain what's so great about college football to people. <laughs> like, yeah, Please tell me Frankie was one of those people. She was not. She was 10 years old. <laughs> And half the time, poor Jesse's just trying to work because he's working from home. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a minute break here. Uh, then we come back. We'll get into emails. What's Matt in the cop topic? All right, uh, Mr. Cobb, do we have some emails? Greetings to the greatest wealth of misinformation in all the land. All the land. All, all the land. <laughs> I need to preface this first by saying I've qualified to go to pre-BUDS, the school to prepare you for BUDS, which is the school that prepares you for the Navy SEALs. For the Navy SEALs. But due to too many speeding tickets, I couldn't go. I also tried to volunteer for the sub-service, but same problem. Obviously, I'm a little uh, different, but the craziest jobs to me are, one, grunt infantry. I'd rather not advertise that I'm looking for a fight. Uh, two, local cops. Too many added on responsibilities that social workers should be doing. I'll pass on druggies and naked people. Three, biohazmat cleanup. Enough said. And four, grocery retail. A job that interacts with the best and worst of the public and has a possible 70 plus year age gap between coworkers. To survive, you have to be a different breed. LARP on, Scott, the IT guy, AKA the high plains drifter, AKA the guy trying to pass you in a transit because 70 is too slow. <laughs> I will say, I was talking to somebody the other day that was a little bit older, even older than Grandpa Ted. And he was telling me, he was, I'll leave the store out of it. He goes, do you ever go to that store? I go, yeah. And he goes, you ever notice like old guys like me working there? And I was like, 
I guess now that you mention it, yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, if you work this many hours, you still get full benefits. So that's why a lot of us end up working at like this grocery store. And I was like, huh, interesting. That is. Uh, okay, this is kind of a long one, but so prepare yourself. I'll try to kind of, uh, I'll try to skip what I can. Hey, Jeans, I've uh, been listening for a long while now and every home episode to date. I work third yard shift, graveyard at a hotel, and you guys, save for a few hiccups in recording, have been a great help in keeping me going every week. As you've been getting uh, them a lot lately and still are clearly not following uh, proto, proto, I'm guessing it means protocol, uh, I wanted to let you guys know that your listeners are also apparently big fans of a comedian and the ultimate water champ known as Tom Segura. I know you're aware of him as the alter ego Mystic Rick. I think that's why you've been getting so many uh, YMH references lately. Tom Segura and his wife, uh, Christine uh, Pozitsky, co-leader of the Rational Revolution, are pals with Joe Rogan, and they host their own niche but very popular video podcast on YouTube called Your Mom's House and others. Uh, that often highlights some of the more cool guys in society, and there's a fair bit of shock humor and comedian celebrity guest interviews where they often also subject them to the latest disturbing videos they find. They're up to episode 572 as of writing this, and they have running jokes from basically the start. Significant portion of their podcast are filled to the brim with running jokes and follow-ups to previous stories. So I'm not sure what to think. Basically, the Tom Green show mixed with Waldorf and Statler, the two old guy Muppets. It's a tremendous experience, and I highly recommend you guys check out their latest clip. Here's a link to it. Uh, keep it high and tight and try it out. P.S. The Don't Be Stingy line is a relatively new one involving a monotone older man on a webcam. Naked. Again, I basically know Segura. Like, I know he's part of, like, Rogan's crew, but I mainly know him from him and Kreischer going back and forth. Yeah, that's how I know of him as well. I haven't listened to his actual cast, but Tom Segura is pretty funny. I saw him. Oh, I saw Segura open for Joe Rogan at the Moore a lot of years ago, and he stole the show. He was hilarious. Was Ari on that bill, too? No. All right. I don't believe so. All right. I have a but, buddy that always talks about seeing Ari at the Moor, but that might have just been a one-off. Like it might have been Shafir's own show. Yeah, could have been. Ari's pretty. Yeah, he's he sells some tickets. Hola to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. First, damn it! I can't believe I didn't sign my email last time. It's the old guy stuck in Minneapolis. My name is Stan. Very nice to meet uh, each of you via the podcast. Hi, Stan. Hopefully someday we can actually meet and try some of Cobb's popcorn while Matt teaches me how to do a proper push-up and kick a ball with Ted. Of course, beer, including an N.A., would not be far away. <laughs> Good looking out, Stan. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, it, it always brings a smile to my face uh, when Cobb reads my email. Then laughing along with the three of you as I mentioned my 25th wedding anniversary and girlfriend in the same email. Shows how compartmentalized my brain is. Uh, open one memory drawer, talk about my wife, close that drawer, and then open uh, one to talk about an old girlfriend that I watched MTV with. Had a great laugh. Thank you. As for this week's topic, what occupation attracts psychopaths? Pro bull riders are a bit crazy, as are rodeo clowns. I had plenty of time hanging out with the rodeo guys when I showed pigs and was the superintendent of the swine department at the Evergreen State Fair in Monroe. Most of those guys are even crazier outside of the dirt ring. Side note, no domestic pigs eat people, boys. They will bite and or slash you if you do something stupid. 
Those are stories for another time. Trust me, I have plenty of pagan fair stories. Stay safe, fellow. Thanks for this week. Uh, uh, thanks for this. Thanks this week for the slice of home, Sam. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I only knew one guy that rode bulls in college, and if you ever met him, like it's like shocking. Like he's such a calm, like just not that guy. But yeah, he rode him in college. I want to say at Eastern. Dude, I want to throw a request out. Stan, send us your craziest story from, from those days. Or just like anything fun. Like I want to hear about like life on the, the dark side of the Evergreen State Fair. Because I went out there as a kid. Yeah, when he said, I have a bunch of stories, there's got to be one that popped out in his mind as he was typing that. Like, oh, man. That's a, I was like, yeah, I was like trying to read ahead to see if he threw any in there. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how to work in Sal. Isn't that what they call pigs? Sows or saws or? Oh, sows. Yeah, sorry. I thought you said sal with an S-A-L as in your friend. Yeah, sows something. I don't even know how you pronounce it. So, <laughs> sal. That's what I'm saying. He's talking about it. It's like, I'm going to look smart if I drop in this joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we are definitely city slickers. <laughs> Love you guys so much. I drive... Three exclamation points, boys. Nice. Wow. Uh, I drive for FedEx every night from Tacoma to Portland and back. Whoa. Your guys' uh, thoughts on the NFL season so far? I Honestly, this is the most excited I've been about NFL in years. Nice. Uh, Why? Man, I don't know if it's the pandemic or what it was, or just living out here and, you know, cheering more and more for the Seahawks, but I – by the time we got here, I've just been effing pumped, man. And like, you know what? The other thing is last fall, I was playing soccer on Sunday mornings. So I missed a lot of NFL. And like this year I was like, holy crap. Like just sitting down watching red zone and then watching the Seahawks games. I mean, granted, they don't always take care of business right away, but they, it's just so much fun, man. Dude. Yeah. Red zone is so good. And honestly, for me, I feel like uh, the NFL is bringing a sense of normalcy. It feels like, okay, we're back to normal and things are going to be okay. Even though we're not back to normal, wear your mask. But, Ted, I'm with you, man. When I came over and was sitting there watching football with you, I think we were watching college. But it just, like, it felt like everything was okay, you know? It was nice. It was like a weird sort of, like, uh, break from reality, I would say. Yeah, and for me, just like in my family, that's just what sports has always been. You know, like whatever's going on, it's like, all right, well, we can watch some sports. We'll talk about some sports. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think having college back and then especially having the NFL back, it just felt somewhat normal. Like, okay, at least I know what I'm doing this Sunday instead of just waking up, jumping on a Zoom. I mean, I still get on the Zooms. I just – we do it during a game now. You, you can say beaten off. Matt doesn't filter that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It is nice to have something normal back, you know, and just like, yeah, it's, it's been a wild year. Definitely nice to have that uh, touchdown. Uh, um, this guy said, uh, I feel like having no home field advantage is really showing. A lot of these games are insane. Last thing, Matt, if you're down in uh, Tacoma and want to play around at golf, I got you, man. Uh, you're definitely one of the many inspirations to get back at playing. Steven. Dude, hell yeah. And I'm in. I'm obsessed with golf it is uh yeah like we're talking about the nfl and i'm so stoked on this season it's super wild and you know interesting and fun and the seahawks are crushing it 
but it is killing me that like Sundays are the final days of the golf tournaments that I've been watching Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then trying to juggle like my Sunday watching for sports. It's just, yeah, it's the best, but that sounds awesome. I, I would definitely drive down to Tacoma to play golf. Yeah. And I would also, the best part of his email was the subject line word. <laughs> I would also say on an X's and O's point, don't forget that like as the weather changes, yeah, as the weather changes, the NFL will get a little different too. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not going to be as pass happy and as many uh, you know, just long bombs as we've been seeing because it's going to be rainy, it's going to be windy. Hell, it's going to be I mean, we're almost talk, we're almost to Halloween. So we're going to have a snow game here. I say within three and a half weeks. Three and a half. Yeah, because some of Seattle. So that gives you four no, weekends. No, no, no. Are you saying nationwide? Oh, nationwide. Right. I'm not saying Seattle itself. I'm just saying like now you got to go play in Cleveland, up in New England, Buffalo. Right, right Buffalo. Like the the weather is going to change. So I think the the NFL the first month and a half, September October, it's phenomenal. But then when you get cold, and gun, baby. Yeah, gets a little colder, man. We we got to bunker down and start running the ball. On the pigskin right up the middle. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's check in with what's mattening. <laughs> All right. Pounding the pigskin. That one and the one I've been yelling all year is let the pads pop. <laughs> <laughs> See, man, I can sound like an NFL fan. Dude, let the pads pop. That's uh, dude, I, dude, I love yelling out like fake coaching stuff. You know what I mean? Like, tell you what, when we went to those fights a couple of times, just throwing your two cents in. <laughs> Let you, the pants pop, boys. <laughs> I love that. Cobb, watching you, watching football with you, college or pro, is just a really interesting thing because you really do enjoy it and you really are interested, but, like, you just don't pay attention unless you're watching it for the most part. So yeah. you have this, like, really interesting perspective. I feel like so many people, it's like, we're just into football and you're like, yeah, I really like it. You're fun to watch the game with you. You, you know, you know enough, but like Thanks. what you don't know, you're very curious about and interested in, and that like enthusiasm is just always fun to be around. Oh, thanks man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah, I was saying about that. compliments for me before we get started. Uh, no, I was, <laughs> well, I'm sure I can come up with some. You're not, you're an easy man to compliment. Dude, I love it. I will I'll say, take it. Kyle brought over some very good uh, sour cream one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ted, what did you make? Where were we putting that in? Was that chili? Yeah, I think, I think that weekend I whipped up a chili. Dude, that was what's up, man. Honestly, I'll, I'll say two things about you. One, you're 10 times funnier in real life off the podcast. Which I feel like that, like he was saying with those cowboys being crazier outside the ring, I would say the same thing about you. And two, mean crockpot game. Mean, Thanks, mean crockpot game. Thinking about a pot roast this weekend. It's going to be cold. Ooh. Ooh. I'm coming back Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <Enjoy> that heat. <laughs> We're only neighbors for two more weeks, Ted. Better take advantage. <laughs> oh man that's awesome right, go, go ahead Matt <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Oh, there's something. Oh, yeah. So I can't get into my Twitter account as of today. My password doesn't work. I don't know. No one's like posted stuff like I got hacked. Um, but that was kind of a wild thing. And then I was just like, how am I going to waste all my time now? Like, <laughs> I love Twitter. Um, but yeah, that was just a random aside. I mean, I guess I could shoehorn like if if you're trying to reach out to me for nutrition coaching or personal training online, you know, use my Instagram, same handle, the other MLK. Uh, but that was a wild one today. Like Twitter doesn't have a phone number for you to call and get on the phone with somebody. It's like you submit a ticket and now I'm just waiting to hear back from them whenever I hear back from them. Dude, if they had a phone number, it would be chaos. Right. Total chaos. Yeah, that that dawned on me when I was like, why don't they have a number? And then I just like paused for two seconds. <laughs> like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to Samson. Other than that. Oh, yeah. So two weeks ago, we weren't on last week. Two weeks ago, I went back to Leavenworth Golf Course. All right. I'm going to lay this one on thin. Uh, and I got my first eagle. Nice. What? Uh, yeah. Real eagle? Real eagle. So that's two under Damn. par. I got nice. I got it in. I got the ball in the hole in two shots on a par four. Great drive out in the center of the fairway. Second shot, 93 yards out. Grabbed my 56, you know, and knew that it wasn't going to be a full swing, but most of it and needed to really have that touch and shot it up there. I, I'm calling it a Doc Ellis Eagle. Um, but when I so when I walked up, I'm like, that felt really good. And it was like, right. Why isn't it on the green? Like, what is going on? I couldn't like see it go in the hole. So as I'm like walking up, I'm like, why isn't it on the green? Did I just launch that and not realize it? And it's on the backside over there. And so that's kind of what I'm thinking. As I walk over, I just like peek in the hole and just like, oh, my God, it's in there. Like arms up, just like create the people behind us, like started cheering because they could just see my reaction. Like, yeah, it was wild. Yeah, um, well, in Eagle, back. I was going to say, I mean, that's that's amazing, too. Especially to hole it out. How far did you say you were? Like 93. Yeah, I mean, that's a... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize... My dad's never even gotten one. I found that out later that night. And I was like... I didn't realize... Because like, I'm only... I'm kind of new to the game. So I, I figure, like, you know, you play enough. Like, they're bound to come by. And um, I know hole-in-ones are tough or whatever. But, like, yeah. I, I didn't... You know, my dad's a good golfer. But Eagles are just hard to get. So... Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty awesome big moment with how obsessed with golf I've been. Yeah, well, it turns out it's paying off. Yeah, yeah, um, big time. So that was that was definitely glad I remembered that because it's been two weeks since we were on, and that was one I was stoked to tell you guys about. Um, and then culmination. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was pretty rad. Uh, other than that, on Sunday night. I was at my girlfriend's house and then I was headed home from and uh, stopped to, to drop my ballot off in one of the drop boxes, the one in South Lake Union. And uh, a reporter and a camera guy were there from Cairo. And so I'm like sitting back like, oh, I'll let them do their thing and then I'll drop it off. I'm in no rush. And they eventually noticed me and like, you can drop it off like no worries. And then they're like, actually, can we get you in the shot? 
and uh, yeah, got, you know, got to be the poster boy for voting Sunday night at 11 p.m. <laughs> Registered voter, Matt Coke. Yeah. I love Civic that journey duty. for you, baby. I love that. Right. Uh, what's it? Matt Coke. Dedicated voter slash has an eagle. <laughs> Get that on the graphic. I don't <laughs> You should have told him that. Could you put on the graphic that I had an eagle last week? It's kind of a big deal. They're actually pretty rare. <laughs> <laughs> also, just for the record, before we get to the cop topic, did you mention the loft on your wedge when you were telling that story? Yeah. Yeah, it's my 56. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, there's like... <laughs> nice catch, Ted. <laughs> well, he said it so nonchalantly. I'm like, I was like, I probably would have called it a pitching wedge or a sandwich. This is so, a specific wedge. So, yeah. So there are things called sand wedges, and I don't even know which loft those technically are. I have three. I have a pitching wedge, which I consider like the shortest iron. And then I have three wedges, and I usually use the 60 in the sand but I don't know what technically a sand wedge is, but it's in between 52 and 60. And yeah, I have a 52, 56 and 60. And uh, yeah, they're, they're fun little, little guys. And, you know, I'm trying to work on like getting them to make the ball spin. So like you shoot it and then it just stops on the dime and you see the pros make it roll backwards. And, you know, that's some pretty like baller level stuff, but uh, yeah, having a lot of fun with those things. Yeah, well, looks like it's paying off. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Boop, 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 boop. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Matt, my closest brush with fame is somewhere on the internet. I'm in the background, and there's an oven commercial, and I'm in the background eating a turkey wing in a restaurant in Ballard. Wow. Was it? Oh, I think I heard about it. Was it Stoneburner? Uh, yeah, it might be actually. Yeah. Okay. I think I remember you telling you, me about you've seen that. the turkey leg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, dude. I've just, I've been so proud of that forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just read as the camera. Pa- Some guys like proposing to his girlfriend in the middle of this restaurant, all eyes on them. And as the camera passes by, it's just your boy with a giant turkey leg in the background. Just, boom. Big old bite out of it. I don't know. It always makes me laugh. Um, all right. Cop topic. Um, uh, I, so, sorry, uh, I got to say, too, it's kind of rare because you don't see a lot of turkey legs. You see a lot of chicken wings and stuff. But like a turkey leg in a restaurant, like, all right, they're doing something. It, right here. Yeah, it's thank you. It's more charismatic and animated. It's so much, I'm just thinking of Richard Sherman and Russell Wilson after that Thanksgiving game against the Niners a few, like handful of years ago. Yeah. And yeah, turkey legs are yeah. That's that's a good visual. That's what I'm saying, man. It's primal and celebratory. That's right? why you, you didn't end up oven. on the cutting room floor. Like they could have edited that out, but they're like, this tur- turkey leg looks awesome. <laughs> Leave it in. Like, look at that smiling bastard in the back. Get him in there. <laughs> atmosphere. God, I wish my home could see the face Ted just made. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tennis. <laughs> exactly. <dude. laughs> uh, all right, boys. All right. <laughs> Focus. Okay. Um, the cub topic to close this out is I'm curious about people getting hurt out there. The cub topic is what was your biggest I'll walk it off 
injury that turned out to be pretty serious. For me, I was living in a, an apartment that was half underground, half above ground as part of a duplex. I had a little, like, basically looked like a zit on the end of uh, my second toe. Thought maybe, a, you know, a small bug bite or something, not a big deal. Go to work, come back, it's starting to throb a little bit. The next morning, I wake up and I could not walk. It turned out it was a brown recluse bite on the tip of my toe, oh. so as far away from my heart as possible. Must have been a baby because I didn't die, but I went to the hospital. Something got infected, and I couldn't – I mean, I literally couldn't walk, boys. I had to, like, pull myself across the floor and just – anytime it hurts. You know when you, like uh, – you know when your leg's asleep, and then you start to wake it up, and you get that, like, pins and needles feeling? It was like yeah. that times a thousand anytime anything touched it. And so anyway, they just, I went to VM, they gave me some antibiotics. It wasn't that big of a deal, but I thought it was a walk it off injury and it was not spider bites are for real. So anyway, with that being said, top topic, what was your biggest, I'll walk it off injury that turned out to be serious. Well, my, Oh, wait, go ahead. Okay. I've got, I've got a, sadly, I have a couple. Oh, yeah, me too. But the one that comes to mind first, uh, the I'll walk it off was a very short lived thought with it. But it was my initial thought because it was like it was before basketball game when I was uh, like second or third grade. And it's a playoff game. And we're playing against like one of the best players in the league, John DiCarlo. And I'm I've been assigned to DM up. Right. And I'm AD. this opportunity. You know, and uh, so before the game, it was in the auxiliary gym and they like you just like hang out in the locker room of the high school before the game. And it was like the lockers were all around the perimeter. And then there was just benches in the middle, like a bunch. And we would always like jump from bench to bench and dribble the basketball as we're jumping across the benches. Like that was just a thing all season. And then sure enough, playoff game, I got the big defense assignment. Uh, I tripped on one of those benches and then fell face first into the next one. Uh, and I was like, Oh, that, that hurts. Like you just feel that like, no, it was the, it was in my forehead and I could just feel like my teeth get numb, but I was like, it's game day. Like we got to do this. And I start walking over like Find the Carlo baby. Yeah. I gotta get the car. Yeah. I was, I was on a mission and then, uh, I'm like walking over and my best friend, Alex is like, uh, dude, you're bleeding like pretty bad. And boy, was I. And so then like, you know, next thing you know, Brad Jabot's dad and he just had these freaking mitts, like big old man hands, probably an electrician or something. And like just thumb on my forehead, holding it closed while the paramedics are on the way. And I'm like asking, like, am I, I'm going to be able to play, right? Like, we're going to take care of this quick. Like, this is a big game. And, uh, you know, I, Stop I, yeah. to Carlo, man. yeah, that's what I was saying. And I, I let the team down and, you know, that was a, that was a hard thing that still weighs on my conscience from time to time. Um, but I, you know, I kept asking, like, I'm going to play, right. We'll just get this, you know, handled. I didn't, I don't know. Medicine. I needed 160 stitches. Uh, like, <laughs> So you needed 160 stitches. Well, we got like they were small stitches so that like it wouldn't leave a gigantic scar because it was on my face. But it was because they're smaller. They had to do four layers of 40. Wow. It was like from here to here. Like if you if you look close, you can see it because they had those small stitches. It's not super visible. But yeah, it was it was a big 
split open face. Um, and, you know, I kept thinking I was going to get to play that game uh, and walk it off. And then, yeah, smash cut to me and the paramedics like, well, there goes that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the most brutal one I had was obviously falling off a balcony and then splitting my head open the next day that involved 12 staples in the back of my head. But purely walking it off was that same apartment I lived on, sledding down Denny on the wood pallet. And I remember my buddy, like my buddy Rob was there, my buddy Phil, and they were like, don't get on that wood pallet and go down the hill. And I was like, it's fine. <laughs> Boom. I should have bailed. I didn't. And then as we hit, as we crossed over Melrose, it like hit the curb and like exploded. So one of the uh, shards from like the pallet just like jabbed me in the hip, like real tough, right? so at that point like we've been out playing in the snow it's nighttime we're having drinks i'm like ah it's fine so we walk back to my buddy phil's house like grab our bags and now i'm walking back to my place and i'm like man this is getting real sore but same thing get home like you know what i'm just gonna rack out on the couch for a few hours wake up in the morning like can't walk and then same thing like you know me though i toughed it out walked a couple blocks over to work Buddy. <laughs> everybody's like dude you should go to the hospital so i was like all right all right and then when i got to the hospital like i'm sitting like they get me back there and then i remember people coming in i'm like are you the doctor and the guy, one guy goes no man i just had to see it there's like a football growing off my hip oh. right i mean it was it was insanity uh technically it was a hematoma not a good sign wow right? <laughs> not a good sign when the medical staff is coming to take a look yeah, so I just all talking about you out in the hallway in the break room. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, go into examination room five. You gotta see this guy, bro. He is we see wild stuff up. every single day, and we are talking about you out there. <laughs> so that that one was a technical. Like, literally, I tried to walk it off. Like, nope, that's not gonna play. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that. Uh, I will tell everybody. Whenever you watch uh, high school baseball or your college baseball, one thing I love is when somebody gets uh, gets hit by a pitch. There's always that guy from the bench that goes, "Don't rub it." <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that'll do it for us this week. Again, trust me on this. Just Google Joe from Legal Groundhog Day. <laughs> it is. It is freaking hilarious. Uh, we'll be back for another home episode this or this week coming up, and then uh, we should be locked and loaded for the rest of uh, rest of this year, minus like Thanksgiving, and then we get to Christmas. But and it sounds crazy. We're like in the home stretch of twenty twenty. Yeah, boys. Yeah, man. Let's get it done. All right, for MCTP for Cobb, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.